Can you hear me well? No, I'm just kidding. I can't hear you well. You're five by nine or five by five, as they say, lumpy chicken, loud and clear. The rain in Spain lies mainly on the plain. Yes. I think I'm going to need to hear that song in order to really, really adjust the, the, the sound here. Is Benson The rain today? in Spain <laughs> lies mainly on the plain. Whisper. Yeah. Whisper. ASMR <laughs> by Lockhart. Ooh, I feel tingly, but not on the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Consultant Saying Things. I am Chris Lockhart. Um, joined today, we have a full cast. We have, I'm going to do the Brady Bunch thing here on the screen. We've got, we've got Carol Hamilton, we have Phil Yanoff, we have Bill Bensing, and we have Shashi Shermali. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, and girls for joining uh, today. Um, we really, we wanted to talk about, um, you know, we've all been in a lot of uh, video conferencing meetings lately. Um, and um, experienced um, some of the interesting things that can go along with that. We want to talk about um, tips, um, you know, best practices uh, for video conferencing. So basically how to video conference in this age now where we're all going to be video conferencing, who knows, for potentially a while. Um, but best practices, some etiquette, and then also, you know, some for people that do not have a setup at home, um, you know, what are some hardware requirements or options or suggestions um, that that might be good or, or good options for people that are, are trying to establish themselves in a home office type environment and um, and you know can continue their work in a professional manner so um, Phil I'm, I'm gonna throw over to you um, you know what what how what's your what's your take on this because you've been you've been doing podcasts for a long time I know you, you have some television that you're you do and you've also done radio so you sort yeah. of you're the triple threat here yeah so I've had a chance to do a bunch of it but I mean the thing is now everyone's sort of caught at home right so the idea is what are we going to do and how what do we have to project in these things and that's why I'm excited you know in a a little bit here, we get to talk to Carol about, you know, particularly in a professional environment, what this is going to look like. But there are some simple things we can do to raise our game up off the dead bottom of the heap, right? I mean, you know, the, of course, people are doing stuff that's inappropriate on these videos because they don't realize people can see them, right? But, you know, the whole idea of like, I've been on more than one call where there might be a dozen people on it. And there's, Someone who says, well, I'm just, I'm going to treat this like I do any other conference call. So I'm going to run around, I'm going to make coffee back in the, I mean, you know, and you, the whole video is of them, you know, even though they're just listening and they're in this gallery view, it's just like a trip through their home as they go off and do the things they feel like they need to do because they're not paying attention. So it's like, so, a, it's like a vlog instead of a, a, a video conference. Well, right. And I think that I think that there are some folks who've actually leaned into that bit and that makes me a little nervous too, right? I was on a call this uh, on Tuesday where it's like, oh, this, uh, there was a woman on the call who I really felt like was trying to duplicate the lonely girl 
YouTube experience kind of thing. Because, I mean, you know, she's laying out on a couch. It's got nice trees and stuff in the background. I mean, it looks super casual in a way that I wasn't sure what the vibe was I was supposed to get off of it. Uh, but, yeah, so what are we going to do on that? Uh, you know, the thing is, Chris, the thing we hear about the most is just bad lighting, right? Uh, being strongly backlit is a problem. Um, you know, people can't, you know, this video conference, even though we're not typically, not everybody's trying to make stuff for television, if you will, or broadcast purposes, uh, it really helps if I can see your face clearly in the screen. And so that's just, uh, you know, good lighting. You know, you look here, it's like Shashi, man, I can see his face, right? Looking up there, it's well lit, that's good. Um, you know, in his case, he, I think he's lucky because there he is. He's posing for us now. Uh, but the, you know, the thing of that is, it's uh, you know, if you've got sunlight, diffuse sunlight, if you can manage to have that in front of you, that's really good. But if not, you're gonna have to buy a light. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've had, I've obviously had that problem, and we've all commented on it. My setup, the way I have it, I have strong light in the background and, and over right. here. Um, and it's it sometimes causes some problems where I'm too dark or I'm orange or you know just ugly to look at, um, which is a whole another problem. You can't fix some yeah. of that. But uh, Carol, what about what about this from from uh, like a professional standpoint, right? Yeah, I, I think this is where it really hits it because we're so used to conference calls where nobody knows where we are and what we look like and what position we're in, and to to Phil's point about the lonely girl pose back on the sofa. There may be places in your world where that makes sense, and there's nothing wrong with that, unless you have poor lighting, poor sound, and instability to the camera. So if you're doing a call like that, make sure that the, this isn't your laptop sitting on your lap and then every time, or your, your tummy, or something where every time you breathe, it changes, because that's just too hard to watch. So casual isn't necessarily bad, but it's also not business. If I'm doing business and where I'm talking to my team and we're talking about some serious things here, I don't really want to set myself up mentally or physically that way. So I'm going to think about how can I go a little more casual? I think sitting is more casual and being closer to the camera is more casual. And so if I'm doing something that's fairly comfortable, I'm going to think in terms of how do I want to look maybe at my desk with my, with my chair and then what's behind me? Is there anything that's just really heavy family behind me or am I okay? But when I'm going in for the pitch, and this is where we can't get on planes right now, so how am I doing the serious business? I'm standing up. There's a difference in how my body reacts, my focus is different, as well as how I'm approaching the camera. And if I'm standing up, I'm coming back a few feet because I want to add depth. I'm trying to get at least six feet away from behind me and I'm trying to get a little bit of depth with the camera which also allows for a fuller body shot which means I can have more gestures possibly have a whiteboard I'm working with or some sort of a graphic it doesn't have to be slides this is the great freedom from slides if we choose to make it that so now I've got some room to move around a little bit and I'm going to have a little bit different energy but I'm not on Dancing with the Stars I'm not doing you know some sort of let's get the motion going and this is where practice really matters. Film yourself doing this. And if you find yourself moving around a bit, put a chair in behind your legs. Yeah, exactly. You can go ahead and have some expression. Just It's always time to how big your audience is. If I'm in a giant auditorium, big gestures are perfect. If I'm in a meeting room, people are going to think I'm going to smack them. So a camera is basically a small room. So I want some gestures, 
but I don't want necessarily huge, but I also don't want to look like I've been, you know, somehow gagged and, and tied up. So I'm looking for some space to have some real presentation. And one of the things I can do to really help myself maintain eye contact is put my notes on my camera or next to my camera. So I know exactly where I'm going, what I'm talking about without having to take my eyes too far away from the camera. You don't have to stare in it like you're trying to have a contest, but you wanna make sure that people feel like you're in the room. And if I ask a question, I have to have pauses. This has never been true anywhere else, any other medium. So if I ask a question, I wanna give you time to get off mute, think about your question, and then come back and respond. And we call this the one sit pause. So everybody, could I just get a, a feeling for the temperature in the room here? And then while they're doing that, you have enough time to take a sip of coffee, which adds just a hair of comfort and, and connection to it. It's a little casual, exactly. And then I bring it back. And now you've had time to respond in the chat box, raise a hand or unmute and chat. I had some questions about what you're saying, because I'm gonna tell you, I have thought about doing these stand-up now, right? I've been doing them sit-down. I mean, one reason that people put people in chairs to do video is that way they won't move around too much, mm -hmm. right? Part of that is I'm limiting where they are in the world. But I'm now, I feel beat up being behind this desk all the time. I mean, I'm on yeah. you know, half a dozen calls a day. These calls can be long. The headset's a little heavy. You know, even I've got a, I'm, I'm happy with the headset, but it, it's just a kind of work that I'm not used to doing. So I've thought about standing up. Then the question becomes to me, do I want to recreate this space like I see now, chest up, um, or would I stand a little further away? And, you know, my issue is, and I wanted to ask what you were thinking about this, is that for a lot of people, me included, I mean, I'm doing this in my house. I do not right. have a stage set up right. for this, right? And there's crap all over the place, right? right. I mean, my, the, I live in my house. My kids live in my house. Yep. My wife lives in the house. There's stuff everywhere, right? And so it's like, how do you find space to kind of give you that throw? Just to your point, you said, I want a six-foot throw behind me. Well, if I have a six-foot throw behind me, that means I'm going to see at least 15 feet of wall behind me. Yeah. I don't know if I have 15 feet of clear wall that doesn't have some kid's hand-drawn picture up on it or something like that. So I think that's one of the reasons I try to shoot tight into a box, but yeah. I would love to be standing up. Yeah. And this is all based on what you have and use what you have, if at all possible. Get some depth to it just because visually yeah. it's better. Yeah. But the reality is a good shot is more important than following a rule. So yeah. it's more important that we see you, that we get your face. And to your point, I think an even more important thing that you could do more than any is tighten your agenda and get people off these calls. Yeah. The people who are not used to being online all day are exhausted. Every one of my clients this week was like, oh my God, the focus it takes to deal with this visual instead of just putting somebody on speakerphone is driving me out of my mind. As we're starting to do more video conferencing, what people don't realize, once we get into a room, there's not a lot of things in a conference room that can distract you from the people that are on hand. But in your house, signs, pictures, whatever it may be, those are distracting objects. And so if you actually watch how uh, videos are shot and produced, those distracting objects are either blurred out or they're from the background, they're not in the foreground, it's always focused on whoever the attention is set around. So the one thing about video conferencing that people haven't, probably don't think about because nobody thinks about shooting videos is what's around them and what's distracting. And right. so being able to set yourself up to where you are the center of that picture and having things in the background that make the, 
picture more pleasant. And if pleasant is not a bad thing, but you don't want to take the focus away from you. And you can achieve that through lighting, through a couple of different things. So I love Phil, what you're talking about that, and Carol, where you're going with the six feet, just sort of boxing yourself and making yourself center, but also not making yourself completely boring. I want to ask, I know a bunch of you have been on a bunch of calls. I've been on quite a few and they're, calls, you know, and I'm talking about the professional calls, not the happy hour calls, right? But I've been on these professional calls. There's always some dude that's like <laughs> eating during the call. Oh, I, like, I, my favorite is the <laughs> yeah, Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, what in the hell are they? <laughs> right? They don't know, right? They haven't played with something. their microphone. I don't know what's going on there. And so that I, happens a lot with people going outside. Sorry, Shashi, right there. It's that they're sitting on their porch and they don't realize the smallest wisp of a wind is a hurricane in a microphone. Uh, yeah, I have been working from home for a long time now. Um, but it was always like, you know, one day a week or a couple of days a week. Most of the time I'm at the client site. So I, I need to be more organized. So I see that there are two different categories. One is uh, physically or logistically, how do you set up that workplace within your environment? So I would love to get advice from all of you experts on, on that subject. And then probably we can uh, get into uh, etiquettes or the protocols of uh, when you are doing video conferencing. So I see these two into two different categories. So if we can start off with setting up yeah. what are the equi bare minimum equipment required, which are must have, nice to have, and some recommendation around products and services. If you have um, those things, would be very very useful for me. I've been in, in Bill's presence when he's in his podcasting. What would you what would you call that? Booth studio studio. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see, so you, you've you've spent a lot of money on some of this. Can you can you give us the lowdown on? Is it worth it? I don't know. Uh, no, it's funny. I do, spent a lot of money, uh, everything from, um, uh, what is it, from an analog voice controllers to um, tube amps, preamps, all this stuff that if you want to look up and whatnot. And really, it was just I sunk a lot of money in because it's a play toy. And I'm back right now to using a simple Logic Tech video camera. And I've got Beats earphones in, and I use my Beats for everything. Um, or you could use some apples or whatever, but that's my basic setup right now as it is. So, so, so um, there, you, there you go, right? You have spent out probably hundreds or thousands of dollars. So all our viewers can save that. Uh, if you can say, why did you went that route? And why do you yeah. think all of that are not useful? And you came back to the basics. So a lot of it comes down to once you get into a lot of that equipment, it gives you the, it gives you a very big flexibility on curating your videos when it comes to audio and then video. But at the end of the day, how many people are actually taking their conferences and changing the way it looks or changing the sound, adjusting audio levels and things like that? Um, so, or making your voice sound more warm or more bright or anything. Um, that's not pertinent. That's pertinent though, like in Phil's world, when Phil talks about being on air and doing television, it's very pertinent there, very pertinent there. So video conferencing is a lot less than podcasting. So one of my recommendations is don't look at podcasting as a way to think about setting up your video conference. There's a couple basic things I think anybody who's going to video conference on the, on the regular should learn about things such as two and three point lighting. Um, those are the basic lighting mechanisms for how you make yourself look lit. Um, right. But then also video composition and framing. Uh, so, those basic topics on YouTube are gonna give you a really good, like when you look at Phil, you look at Carol, um, you, uh, Chris has got it going on. When you look at some of these rules of video composition, framing, two and three point lighting, then you'll, those are the basic things. You're like, okay, I don't really need 
all this setup, I could probably just use a small light if I need one. Um, but really Logitech and I like the Logitech over my Apple. I have a, a Mac and over the, uh, over the Apple video camera. So I'll show you a difference right now. I am on my HD, uh, pro web camera. It's a C9, C920. And here is the, when it pops up, here's the Mac. Um, the mm -hmm. difference is this is a little warmer. It's a little bit fuzzier. It's not as high. Softer. Yeah, a little softer. And then I go back to this other one and it does things like auto white balancing and whatnot. Now, does that make a difference to you? I don't know where Carol's going and Carol's realm executive uh, discussions that may make a big difference because you got to remember that gives you a bit of a, um, an aura of presence. So right. Shashi to answer you simple. Um, like what you have with the overhead headsets. Like if somebody doesn't like that, they go with some in-ear stuff. I do not like to use the standard mic open on your computer because that picks up everything. When you use something that's a bit more curated to your voice, um, it helps you and it helps, dis it helps uh, separate the background noise from your voice as opposed to this what's referred to as a condenser mic that's in your computer that picks up everything. And especially if you have a fairly noisy house with kids, dogs, whatever it may be, wind, weather outside, um, that's where the distractions come in. And you got to remember, I think the number one rule of video conferencing is reduce the distractions. Because yeah. you got to remember, you're not in a controlled room anymore. You now have, I, I love Kara, I think you put it this way, you creating your own room. You now have, we have what, five rooms on here we have to control for, not just one. Uh, let's, so I want to pick up on that thread, Shash, because, um, you know, let's talk about the Logitech C920 HD 1080p webcam, <laughs> right? Um, I use it too. I also use it um, and for this, one of the same reasons. Um, so uh, any people that want to dig into my history, I've, I've been using webcams since the, the quick cam which was 320 by 480 black and white. Actually, it was, it was a 240 by 160 uh, that they upscaled. So I've, I've been using webcams since 95. Um, and yeah, so some of our listeners were not born then. Um, so that, that's great, it makes me feel old. Great but, story, um, Grandpa. Lots, lots of webcams. I have all kinds um, I've, I've dabbled with uh, over the years. I really, really enjoy and recommend and find useful the Logitech C920. Now, I don't know if that's the current model um, no. that, the, that, that they have out there, um, but I mean, you can pick, I picked this one up, I think it was on Amazon day, I think it was like 120 bucks or something like that. And this thing, I think about the only thing it doesn't have is face tracking, right? Um, there are some out there that have the face tracking. So as you move back and forth, the camera sort of pans and, and goes with you. But for a, a, a pretty decent camera for, as far as these webcams go, is actually not that much money, 100, and 100 or low 100. Yeah, I think something I've seen in both of you guys using that camera too, and it's a thing that I've never been able to get the way I like it, is you are apparently able to change the white balance on that. And at least there's some color grading capability in there because, um, you know, I, I noticed when Bill flipped back and forth that his in the camera was not just softer, it was warmer. Mm. Um, and you know this, I just like this. This is a very pleasant palette that you've got going on at the moment. Uh, and that works, right? There it is right there. Show cold us, shoe. Bill. Show it's us. Cold shoe. Oh. Yeah. yeah. How much does it cost roughly? I think Let Bill, me, 200 I think, bucks. Bill, you got to talk, I think, in order for the camera to yeah. flip to you. I, w I was on mute when I was talking. Sorry. Can you guys, I think the camera's on me now, but uh, yeah, yeah, so it's easy. So uh, what Chris was talking about, this can adjust the type of your computer. Sometimes if I want a different angle, um, then you can put this on like a, a little um, a tripod. A quarter inch tripod thread. Yep. 
Yeah. And then, so this is pretty basic. And then when it's on these little, on the side, little blue lights light up. And like I said, I've had this for at least 10 years. But how is yeah. this different than regular, like all the laptops comes with their own overhead cameras? And I've been using that. I'm still using that right now. And, and I, I think those are pretty good, right? But the thing we saw when he flipped back and forth between them was the color quality change. Again, I think it might be nuanced, right? If I were looking like at the video I'm getting, you're getting off of your camera, that looks good. I wouldn't mess with it. I don't think it needs anything. I think it is. It's, you know, fit for purpose. What, what I prefer about that is it's, it's independent of the device, right? Yeah. So my MacBook's over here. My, my, my Windows 10 towers down here on the side of the, the desk. The camera's right here. If, if what I found, you know, I've always found this, but I find it increasingly now that everyone's on video, right? Um, you know, if I'm doing a Zoom call on my, on my laptop for work, I have to like prop it up, up here so that the camera's pointing like right up my face. So I got this like stack of books with the laptop up there. And then I'm like, I'm up like trying to type. Otherwise, right? Otherwise it looks like this, right? Where you're like, right. you know, and you're like, oh yeah, da, 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 on, the, on the laptop, which looks ridiculous, right? And so I prefer the independent webcam over the built-in webcam. Again, fit for purpose. If I'm, if I'm mobile or something, obviously, you know, I, I use the built-in, but if I'm, in fact, I've gone so far as to uh, my, my client, which I have one of their laptops also, another MacBook, um, but they like to use WebEx. And I've gone so far as to install the WebEx client on my Windows desktop, and I use my camera and my setup and my microphone um, to dial into their WebExes and host mm. the WebExes because the, the the MacBook camera and mic and all that's just it's it's okay, but it's just not good enough for what I want to do. While the camera plays a big role in this, camera angle plays an even bigger role in this. So wherever, whatever camera you're using, whether it's your laptop or not, nobody wants to look up your nose. And nobody wants to see from shoulders to waist. Everybody, we got to just keep getting people to practice this because that's, some, that's a big piece of this is what are we looking at and how are we making sure that we're looking at your eye contact with the, with the lens, if at all possible, or even up. That's a better angle. But looking down on top of something rarely feels good as if you're having to look up into, if you're seeing up into somebody. That's Although I, I will use a little bit of Instagram selfie um, protocol etiquette here. You know, they, they typically say, at least for men anyway, right, that a selfie taken from about here is far superior to a selfie taken from like down here. That's uh, everybody. <laughs> yeah. That's bad women. Yep. All of us look much better coming. And the same thing with the camera on the, on the video camera. It's always better coming down and in. Yeah. Does or your pixel pass. not tell you that? My pixel, if I go to shoot a selfie with it, it'll say, raise the camera for a better look. Well, from probably from mine, this mine is hopeless. It's just, it, um, <laughs> it's, there's nothing it can do. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I feel bad for Chris. Here we go. Ready? So from, wow. <laughs> you know what's funny is you're saying on Instagram, and Carol, this may be ring more true with you, but now that we're getting more into online conferencing and also just online discussions of podcasts, it's becoming cheap and easy to do. Um, when you look at highly curated Instagram feeds, you can also think about, and a bit of Phil, I've seen your Instagram feed, you do this. Um, when you talk about the quality of your camera and different filters, thinking about um, your video as the way you brand yourself. So how you mm, sit yeah. in your position, how you're lit, um, especially from the executive presence, because every time you get on a call, you can look the same. So go look at highly curated Instagram feeds 
the colors seem to be the same in all the pictures. The poses seem to be one of a handful of poses. Bill, you weren't able to join us, but we talked about this in the last episode about um, all of the things that you just discussed leading and uh, reinforcing authenticity, right? If you're trying to sell a client, right? Having all of that that you just discussed is, is the equivalent of just being you know, prepared in the room pitching a client as opposed to, like Carol mm -hmm. said, the camera looking up your nose right? Uh, you're in a t-shirt instead of a jacket and a, a tie or whatever, like all of that stuff. I think to your point, Bill, getting the colors right, right? All, all of that white balance stuff, that's all super important. Um, I know right. people might think like, oh, well, I don't need that. But like, would, would you go into the room and say, I don't need to have a jacket on for this presentation? Right. Probably Humans not. Humans are visual beings and yeah. we are talking directly into how we perceive, you know, what 75% of our perception is visual. So that, that's what the game changer is here. And when you're talking about brands, I could not agree more. And if all you have the creativity to do is smile in front of the Taj Mahal and then smile in front of the Eiffel Tower. Hold, hold up the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Exactly. Yeah. That right. says a little bit about who you are as a creative yeah. thinker. And so that is a missed opportunity. Yes, well, thank you, Phil. <laughs> we've, we've, no, we've talked about video. Um, Shashi, mm -hmm. uh, we've talked about audio with you before, mm -hmm. right? And I know you're wearing, you're wearing your, uh, your headset there, which I think I sent to you one time when we were talking about this. That is, is and that, that device is, I wanna talk about audio now, but that, that device is what? It's the MPOW 071 USB headset. Is that correct? He can't hear. Yeah, he's checking. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's Tashi, just if you remember in the pre-production meeting, we all looked at the numbers, pulled yeah. up the webpage, we got it. <laughs> you think he's going to feed you a bad part number on this? I'm just kind of curious. You just trust on this, right? Oh, yeah. I'll, I'm just confirming. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and I know, Phil, you've used or you're using a similar model or the same as I, I, use, the, I use the same model for all my stuff. And I like it because it's both ears, it's stereo. Uh, and I can adjust the mic. The only thing I've noticed that I've done wrong in this is, you know, I will tend to pull the mic in because I like the look of it, but I get plosives off of it that way. So I have to pull it back away from my mouth a little bit so that I don't into it. it also allows that's you to that's have the hard P, right? That's the yeah, that's right. The but it also gives us your face. When you move the microphone down along your chin line, it lets us have your face, which is another piece of the visual. Yes, exactly. Like the mask <laughs> Phil is currently wearing. Is, is that is that the newest must-have uh, coronavirus video conferencing device? Can I just tell you the crazy thing about this? And I got this from one of my wife's coworkers. She said, you, he said, you need to have this because you can use this on social media. This is not just a plague doctor's mask. It was made in Italy. He brought it back from Italy. <laughs> so it's the real deal. See the little stamp yeah. on it? Hopefully you sanitized it though before you put it on. I put it in quarantine for 14 days. Great. Yeah. Oh, but, so we're talking about audio. Shashi, what's your experience with that device? Because I know you've- oh, I think it's just wonderful. This device, uh, you know, I can't hear anything going on outside. Although like I'm not very comfortable with it's kind of my ears are kind of completely blocked, but I think it's as far as it does a phenomenal job of uh, communicating with people on the video conferencing. Totally agree. And um, it can be yours today for the low, low price of twenty nine ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> Last night I ordered a monitor. I mean, uh, my firm is supporting uh, buying a monitor uh, for home, so I just went ahead and bought one. It's a very important one. I, I think you know. I have ordered um, HP Elite. Um, 
I don't remember the model number, but I think it's it does its job. It's like 175 bucks. But I'm seeing like some the ones which you forwarded is about two thousand dollars. So what am I going to do with that? Launch a space rocket or something? Or or play <laughs> games? You know. <laughs> this is where you have to justify this. So yeah. Chris, we need your best justification for why we need a two thousand dollar monitor because we have to pass this on to other people. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And actually, I'm I'm going to use a bit of a justification here, awesome. uh, other than um, computer gaming which I, I, I do, um, you know, and Phil, you've brought this up before, um, the usefulness in video conferencing um, or, or podcasting or anything for multiple monitors, yeah. right? Or the, the uh, functionality of multiple monitors. Right. Um, right. And, and that's, you know, and look, you know, not that everyone needs multiple computers to do effective video conferencing, but it's a heck of a lot easier if you have, you know, part of your screen with the conference going and then you, you can have notes or something else on the other, uh, you know, but it is kind of hard to do on a laptop to have that and, and have it be effective. Um, and so well, there's two things I think yeah, that are go going ahead. In there, Chris, there's not just that. I mean, you're right. It's useful to have two surfaces that I can look at. So here, you know, on my, for me, I'm looking at you and I can look at the camera because they're close to each other. That keeps this pretty well. I mean, if I were looking, you know, when I'm looking at my actual laptop, I'm like this and the angle could be worse, but I've been sensitive to that to at least keep them close to each other. The other thing is, if you're doing it off a single monitor and we see this a lot, and I'm gonna simulate this because this isn't what I normally do, but you know, when people are typing, it does this little number because their laptop is attached to the screen, which is attached to the camera, and the whole thing is jittering the whole time and whatever noise. I mean, I, I, I almost never do this, but I was doing this, I was video conferencing with my wife who was at work, and I was tapping on the keyboard and she's like, oh my God, the sound of you hitting the keys is killing me. Right, and yeah. that's because I was not using the headset. I at that time I was using the mic and it. I was I was like a bad actor in the video conference. Right, I did everything but carried into the bathroom. So, because yeah. <laughs> you do have limits. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So 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 in the in the two monitor realm, in the I've I've had for years I've had two monitors, um, but um, I was rebuilding my uh, Windows Tower um, at the end of last year. So um, I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to invest in a monitor, I want the capability of uh, multiple regions on the screen. So I, I actually have it split screen right now. I, I can actually have two independent um, uh, um, inputs into this monitor. Right. right. Um, and so I, I could have TV on, on one side, which is something I used to do, by the way. I'd be doing something on one monitor and watching uh, direct TV or something on the other monitor. And then and having that flexibility so that I can do multiple things at once in multitask. So this is for those who want to know. This is the LG 38 UC 99W. Write that down. So this is a 38 inch, uh, 21 by nine uh, curved ultra wide. Um, and what I particularly like about it, although it doesn't have good reviews, this piece of what I'm going to say is the speakers are built in. So I no longer have to have speakers on anywhere right either in the monitor which i find particularly useful because especially for this type of activity i can hear all of you really really well um coming out of the speakers in the monitor whereas before when i actually had like desktop speak computer speaker type things or i find this with the macbook also um not only is the sound bad but it tends to like in, like increase the um the echo effect right mm -hmm. you can hear background noise and all this sort of nonsense 
um, which I don't have anymore. So now, now this is, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, I think I picked it up um, right before Christmas for like $1,800, I think it was. Yeah, the retail on it's $2,400. If you got it for $18, that's a steal. Yeah. That's quite a monitor, though, having been there and seen it. That's quite a thing to look at. It's, it's beautiful. A, it's, a, it's a beautiful device. But, I mean, that's you don't need that to do video conferencing, although it's useful. Um, but, yeah, so I think, you know, there are ranges here, and I think it's what we've been saying. It's best fit for you right. with some of these practices and some of these devices. I mean, if you work on Excel sheets and stuff like that, you probably want to have a bigger monitor. I was contemplating between having a portal one versus one at, um, one at home, uh, but I ended up going for just the home monitor. Many people, many of my colleagues ended up buying the portable one so that if you're traveling, you have an extra monitor along with your laptop. Yeah. That's, that's another way to go. Yeah, now my, my wife, you know, her work setup is like the monitor you described, but she has two of them in addition to the laptop display and she panels up to two monitors. So we, we spoke about so we spoke about monitor. We spoke about uh, the speak uh, speakers and the you know, microphones and uh, cameras and stuff like that. What what else is essential for the uh, home setup? Do we want to talk about lighting? Oh yes, yes. Are there any good light products? That Phil, I know you use some. Yeah, I've used a couple, and you know, I've focused on you know trying. There's a couple things I think you want to do. One, I would like to get light, and of course. Um, you know, Bill had talked about putting up a two-point light or whatever. You know, I'm I'm trying to do it in a single light. And so my point is one that's high overhead, base on, and soft, right? And I think those that if you can get by with that at a reasonable price, do it. So the newest one I've got was 57 bucks. Um, it the neat thing about it is it's small, it's like seven inches across, fits on a light stand. Um and what I like about that is it's not taking up a whole bunch of floor space to get this done. I could have put it up on the, uh, I could have put it up on the um, table, but I actually had a floor-based stand that I could stick it on. And so it's up there and I think it gives me good light. And, even, and the neat thing about this particular light is that it also, um, it's got a battery pack on it. So if I wanted to carry it into another place and do it, I don't know how many hours of life it's got, but if it's got something on it. So I want to mention this thing. I see Bill put this up in the chat log. The reason I'm going for a single overhead like that is because I wear glasses. If I weren't wearing glasses, I would do a ring light right in front of my face, you know, and pre preferably around the camera if I could do it. Um, but I would do a ring light. But the problem is ring lights look really crazy in people's glasses. They look nuts. You know, that little, those ho O's and it just make people go crazy. So I don't ever, I don't do it that way. What, uh, so Phil, what is the, the make and model of that particular light you're using? Raleno and it's an LED soft light with LCD display. It's really kind of cool, by the way, it'll do daylight and uh, it's not tungsten balance, but it, it'll go back between blue 52 to uh, 3,200 Kelvin to 5,600 Kelvin with a CRI of 95, which is pretty good for a cheap light. Can you um, show us the difference in the, uh, in the color? I could. So the thing I don't have with on it, and this light doesn't have, is you kind of set it up and then you go. So I've got it eight feet away from me. So for me to change the colors on it, I'm going to have to re I'd have to get over there and get behind. It's kind of a pain in the neck, but it's really blue. When I set it up, it's like, holy cow. But it does, you know, that's what you'd want to do, depending on if you're trying to balance the outlight, other light sources, you might want to use that. Hmm. Uh, 
anyway, I, I think that having something like that works ideal, you know, a two light setup would be super awesome or even a three. I don't think I need a kicker, but a, a background light or something like that to fill in the back might be nice if you were doing a real sophisticated setup. But uh, I was going for simplicity. To Shashi's point, like I said, it did not come with a stand, but it comes on a quarter inch tripod mount. So if you have a tripod sitting around the house, you can just put it on the tripod. Again, if I didn't have glasses, I'd have it right down in my face, right in front of me. Um, but because I have glasses and I don't want that big square showing up inside the monitor, I put it overhead and bring it down. That is Shashi and I can save a lot of money because we don't need a hair light. But uh, Lockhart, if he had a hair light, that would just pop, man. I mean, that'd be all set up there. We'd be seeing his oh. do. He's got so, so, that, that, by the way, is yeah. a light that typically hangs just from a boom right above your yeah. head. And just mm. push yeah. and put some light. Again. So it separates you from the background. I saw backlight working really well where somebody had a green screen and then backlit behind the green mm -hmm. screen and then did these things we were talking about earlier where they had the electronic background onto the green screen. And that was actually a very nice setup that made it look real instead of the back, these backgrounds that people are using, especially in Zoom. Mm -hmm. And we were talking earlier, Chris said he was on a call where everybody was playing with their backgrounds at the same time and it was just sensory overload. But if you do it well and you backlight it that way and then have a front light, that can be incredibly professional looking. And if that's something you're doing, if this is how you're now the new pitch, that'd be something worthy of the investment. Yeah, I haven't priced all that out, but I think it's I, pretty reasonable. I think you're absolutely right. And when it comes to lighting, I just want to point something out, right? Um, I too am using the same light as Phil and it is right in front of my face. But because of the struggle I have with the way my setup and this backlight, if I'm over here, right, I'm dark. And the minute I come over here, the camera does an auto white balance adjust and maybe yeah. I'm too clear, but. Um, yeah, so let me ask you that question. On your uh, Logitech, can you turn that off? Yeah, you can disable the auto white balance and you can set. Well, it's not, it's not just white balance. In this case, it's leveling. It's everything, yeah. right? Yeah. And you can, you can create profiles. So this is my video conference profile, for example, and this is my podcast profile. And this is a bright day profile. This is a dark day profile. This That's is good. Night. Yeah. yeah, that's so, so that's in Logitech, you're saying? That's the yeah. Logitech and that's the model that uh, Bill and I were talking about earlier. There you go. So that's the reason you don't you want that rather than your laptop. We've we've talked about audio, we've talked about video, we've talked about monitors, uh, microphones. Um, I do want to put in a plug for um, I do use a Yeti uh, microphone. Um, this is a blue Yeti USB microphone. Uh, one of the things I particularly like about it, it has a number of um, audio settings. So um, the microphone can actually like prevent background noise from coming into the mics and some of the ways that it, it um, picks up the audio is actually, I think, superior. And it's about a hundred bucks too on, on Amazon. Um, and they're in stock. I'm looking at it right now. So they're in stock. You can go get one right now. Um, but uh, so, so microphones, um, monitors, all practices, um, etiquette. We've talked about all these things. Let, let's, let's go with sort of, you know, first of all, Shashi, did you learn anything for your setup? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was the lighting thing you learned? I'm going to, so I think I'm going to learn and educate myself more on the lighting, as Bill said, on the three-point lighting. Um, and then I'm already uh, ready to order that uh, Phil had given me that link earlier. So I'm definitely going to buy that for sure. Uh, I'm not going to spend uh, $2,000 on the screen. I apologize. My company pays uh, only $175, so I'm going to, I've already ordered that, so I'm happy with that. Uh, I'm going to think about that um, Logitech 
uh, that camera which you guys mentioned webcam uh, sounds interesting to me uh, we one thing we did not talk about is finding a quiet corner in your house which can <laughs> be your office that's not yeah. an easy thing to do like you can see right i have this headset why because i probably have a couple of people walking on the same room as i am yeah. uh, whereas uh, whereas uh, chris you are totally free right you mm. you have a speaker you have everything open you don't care what's going on so you seem to have a nice place where you are confident nobody is going to interrupt you i have the door and, closed and locked <laughs> see so you have it's not locked means... i've seen jennifer step in so mm. you know shashi when you one the only thing we can help with obviously we can't come do the renovation for you <laughs> but what we can help is is to get a little more imaginative start thinking about walk-in closets laundry rooms quiet spaces <laughs> in the bedroom and if there's a lower floor or an upper floor yeah, yeah. i never ever ever suggest somebody put a computer in the bedroom until quarantine Mm. Yes. I can tell you, if you've got a place that you can tuck it into the corner, that gives you a door to close during the day that most people yeah. don't come in. Right. So that no, can help. That's what I'm trying to negotiate with my daughter and probably uh, take her uh, room and her right. table so that I can use that as my office. And if you can do that for the cost of a PlayStation, that is a well, well negotiated space. So, yeah. Okay, so good Shashi that you've learned something. Hopefully everyone that's listening um, could follow up and build their ideal video conferencing setup as well. Um, what, let's, let's, let's wrap this up, guys. So Phil, what, what's the one tip or takeaway or thought you have on this topic? Well, that was a bit of a B. Was that Bill or Phil? That was a Phil. <laughs> oh, there you go. Ooh, I love it. Uh, so you know, the thing is, we got to show up and we got to care and we may not all of us be able to do all of this all at once. But I think just continually we're hacking at this, we just get better. I mean, I started with one setup and I've kind of flipped around and I've done some of the stuff with the lighting. And, you know, I think that the thing is, I got to care. about. But more at all, it's having respect for the people that you work with. That's what we're really talking about, right? And so I should have good quality audio. I should be paying full attention and I should hopefully be well lit enough that you realize this is Phil and not Bill that you're talking to, right? And if I can get all of that right, I've got something, I've got the starting and the rest of it is icing on the cake. I can spend more, I can do more, but let's start by sounding good and looking good and paying attention. Bill. Bill Bensing. Bravo, <laughs> India, Lima, Lima. <laughs> so uh, the first one, I, I don't, we really talk about it, but I just sort of put a list of five things together. Number one, know your keyboard shortcut for mute. Um, that should probably be the first one to go in because I, I actually, I don't think I used it earlier when I made a big loud noise, but I try to go on mute to uh, make sure I'm not causing people nuts, especially when you're typing, it's horrible. Um, three, two, not three, two, talk into the camera. Uh, three, no eating whatsoever. If you're not eating in your meeting, you shouldn't be eating on your video conference. That leads to number four, make sure you mute when you drink. Yes, people drink, but just again, as you're talking, I think Carol's talking about it until you're saying it, like if you're close to your microphone, it's a lot louder than if you're taking a sip even as quiet as you may sip inside of a uh, video, uh, inside of a conference room. Um, number five, care about your look. Lighting, um, setup, make sure you look decent. Cause I think at the end of the day, it's just like if you were to walk into 
work just getting out of bed. Um, yes, some of us probably don't wear the same clothes in a video conference we're wearing and, 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 and um, into the office, but at the same point in time, do care about your look. Um, and lighting, clothing, um, don't stand up in front of your camera. You'll get those fun front shots, those fun back shots that you're not paying attention to. Um, and make sure you wear pants. Like that sounds, just wear pants, always wear pants. <laughs> That's a bit more than five, but always wear pants because trust me, I think everybody's been there who's done this length enough time. You stand up, somebody's like, oh, hey, those are great polka dot boxers. <laughs> Let's hope that's all it is. Yeah. It's a little TMI. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm fine to stand up. That's what you paid me for. Give <laughs> me more for my pants. <laughs> Interesting invoicing. Yeah. <laughs> Carol, Carol, you got one. You got a takeaway. I do. Um, the thing is, to me, is you got to be camera ready all the time. I now have clients who have gotten so comfortable with this that there are no more phone calls. Everybody wants to use this to communicate. And at any given moment, they'll say, hey, turn on your camera. We're all here. We want to say hi. And you want to have showered that day. So it's just really handy to think we are now in the visual world. This is just the way it's going to be for the unforeseen future. Be camera ready. That's yep. probably my biggest piece. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, mine, mine is no matter, you know, I think there, there, there's technology that is at all different price points. Uh, you got to find what works for you and your budget and your room and your setup and, and whatnot. Um, I think, you know, these are, these are virtual meetings, they're video conferences, but they're meetings, mm -hmm. right? So if yes. you weren't going to do it in the room, don't do it on the camera, right? Mm -hmm. Pick your nose, eat your food, whatever, whatever that would be like, just don't do it, right? Um, okay. And be cognizant of the fact that you are you are in in a discussion with other human beings, and they're not. It's not. It's a two way. It's a two way engagement. It's mm. not unidirectional. So, great stuff, guys. Thank you, um, Shashi. I look forward to your uh, your mm. your rig setup. Um, you know, you have to take some pictures. Uh, mm. We'll 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 get we'll collect info from all of us. We'll put all of our our devices and our our setups on on the webpage so that people can um, can uh, follow that. So. Um, thank you, um, Bill Bensing, Shashi Shramali, Carol Hamilton, Phil Yanoff. Uh, I'm Chris Lockhart. This is Consultant Saying Things. You can Google us and find all the stuff. Uh, you can go to YouTube, obviously, Consultant Saying Things. There's a channel. Subscribe. Press subscribe and like, um, you know, and, and you can find out when we post new videos. Uh, so, uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate it, everybody. And uh, we'll see you all next time.